Well, welcome back. It's good to be with you today. I'm Andrew Marquez, and this is the Baptist on the Bible podcast. Here is your 7 at 7 devotion, a seven-minute encouragement from Scripture offered every Monday and Friday at 7 a.m. And today we're continuing in this great series called Persecution, the Proof of Our Proclamation. It comes from 1 Peter 3, verses 13 through 22. And today we're just going to look at one verse. We're going to zero in on verse 315. And this is because uh, it's a well-known verse. It's one that people uh, probably have heard, and yet it cannot be emphasized enough how Christians need to be prepared to use the opportunity that comes from persecution, and that is to proclaim, to give an answer. So let's go ahead and read this verse, and then we'll dive in and discuss it together today. Uh, beginning at verse 15 of chapter 3 of First Peter. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. Uh, again, such a great verse. It's one that just is such a challenge because we have to recognize that the Christian life is one that calls for preparation and a preparation of sharing the gospel. And persecution brings opportunity. It's one of these great things that uh, even though persecution is terrible, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church, and it is through the faithful testimony of the martyrs as they have died for their faith that the church has grown in tremendous ways. And so the major point for today that I want you to take uh, with you is plan to proclaim to questioners. Plan to proclaim to those who persecute. Be ready and plan on it by preparing today. And so how do we do this? We have got to recognize that persecution is surrounding this entire sentence. And so this is something that is going to uh, come out in the midst of persecution. And so our opportunity for testimony is as we are being put to the test. And this is why we have to be prepared in advance. Peter says the first thing we do to prepare is we have to sanctify the Lord in your heart. What does that mean? Sanctify God in your hearts. It reminds me of the Lord's Prayer. How do we start? Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And the kingdom above, the kingdom below, I want God to be hallowed in my own heart. I want to set apart a place in my heart for God to be king. And that's the beginning place because we recognize that we're prone to error. We're prone to making faulty assumptions or arguments. And so we need to, at the very beginning of this, is have a humble mind and give place to God in our hearts, recognizing that he's the great teacher and we need him to instruct us. Uh, You know, we, we have passages like Matthew that will tell us that, you know, when we're brought before the course and we're brought before those uh, that want to question us, that the Holy Spirit essentially is going to give us the words to speak. But we need to make sure that we're ready as much as we can on our own part. And we do that today by giving God place in our hearts. We sanctify him. We hallow him. Next, kind of towards the end of the verse, we have to recognize that we have a lure. We have something that attracts people to the Christian faith, and that is hope. Use hope as a lure. Peter tells us, have a reason for everyone who asks the hope. Have an answer for everyone who asks your reason for hope. What is the hope that is within you? This is like the secret weapon of Christians in persecution because in the midst of persecution when things look terrible and everybody's feeling depressed, the Christian summons an inner hope, a great hope. Remember, faith, hope, and love abide these three. The greatest is love, but hope is one of the abiding virtues of the Christian life. And so we have to have hope in our lives and that hope is going to attract people. 
I mean, today there's a lot of depression going on, a lot of worry, a lot of sorrow. And what will separate the church and believers from the lost is that we have a hope. And even though we see people and loved ones dying, we see uh, the future of our children may be in question, we look forward and we see hope because the ultimate destination has been secured in Christ. So have an answer and have a hope. Be like the boy in the dugout. I love this story. Uh, a man came, he was a reporter, and he just saw this baseball game. He thought it'd be a good place to get a story. And he sees the boy sitting on the side and he says, what's the score? And the boy says, 18 to nothing. We're behind. Oh my, said the reporter. I'll bet you're very discouraged. And the boy says, why should I be discouraged? We haven't even gotten up to bat yet. And I love that. You know, it's just such a great answer because, you know, as a, as a father of uh, little leaguers, you know, I've seen some devastating games, and yet the kids are just excited to get a chance to win. And so have that hope, that undying hope, knowing that we have a gospel that has brought us salvation and that that is secured in Christ. Once we have Christ set in our hearts, God set aside in our hearts, and we have used the hope to show people, despite what you bring against me, I will hope and I will smile and I will look forward to heaven, then have the answers ready. Remember your preparation. Okay, three ways. One, practice your testimony. Have an answer. Okay, if you don't know the story of how Christ saved you, how can you tell the story? You're the only one who can know the story. And so review your testimony. Think about what life was like before Christ, the moment that you truly surrendered your life to Christ, and what life has been like since. If you grew up in the church and you don't have a testimony of how God saved you from horrible and awful lifestyles, you know, that's a blessing in itself. You might emphasize how God has protected you and kept you from going astray. You know, if you came out of a terrible dark time, then, you know, remember and show how God saved you from just absolute uh, devastation. And these are important things to remember. We've got to put these bullet points down and have them ready so that when people ask us for the hope, we give our testimony. Also, know the gospel. The testimony is your story, your experience, and no one can argue with it because it's yours. But the gospel is what grounds our faith. And so practice the aspects of the gospel. You know, what is the gospel? Well, God incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ lived a perfect, sinless life, died a terrible death to pay the price that you and I owed. And then Christ was raised from the dead by the power of the Spirit, and he proved that he had victory over sin and death and brings us back to the Father. If we will put our faith and trust in him, we will be saved and secured forever. Practice the gospel. And finally, study and invite people to practice the gospel with you and to hear the gospel for the first time. Who could you share with this week? I hope that you'll think about that. I hope you're encouraged. Take care.